Hi, welcome to Teen Tech Talks, where we interview tech industry leaders to learn about their jobs and get advice on how to pursue a career in technology. I'm your host, Toby Solomon. I'm a high schooler who wants to learn how to pursue a career in the technology industry. If you're like me and you want to demystify what it means to work in the tech field, this podcast is for you. The focus of today's show will be the field of venture capital, and our guest on today's show is my dad, Glenn Solomon. Glenn is a managing director at GGV Capital, a leading global technology venture capital firm. Without further ado, here is today's episode. Hi, Glenn. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it's a delight to be here, Toby. Thank you. So our first question for you is about your day-to-day life. Tell us what you do as a venture capitalist. Yeah, you know, the, the venture capital, uh, the, the life of a venture capitalist is not simple. Um, if you think about it, uh, on a big part of my job, I'm spending looking for new opportunities. So I'm meeting with entrepreneurs who are raising money, some who are even not yet raising money, uh, but I'm trying to get to know them better. And I'm doing lots of things kind of at the top of the funnel to try to in, uh, increase the number of opportunities that I see. And then once I've gotten excited about a company, I have to do a lot of uh, due diligence and try to understand whether or not it's a potentially a good investment for me. And if I make the investment, then a whole nother set of my time is spent with my existing portfolio companies trying to help them succeed. Um, I also spend a little bit of my time on other activities as well, like building GGV Capital, my firm, um, and helping manage it, and also working with our limited partners who are our investors who invest in our funds um, to make sure we have the capital to invest. So it's, it's, it's a busy day. Yeah, you seem like a very busy man. So how do you allocate your time? Well, like I said, I, you know, a big part of my time is spent on um, looking for new opportunities. That probably on average is 30 to 40% of my time. Probably 30 to 40% of my time also is working with my existing portfolio. Today I'm on I'm working with about uh, 15 companies, most of whose boards I'm on. And then um, the balance of my time is spent on other things like, um, you know, uh, building my firm, um, helping uh, to communicate with the world about what we're doing with our investors about uh, how our funds are doing, etc. So it's, it's a busy day. So building on that, how did you get into this career? Oh, it's a good question. I started, you know, I graduated from Stanford University as an undergrad in 1991. And back then, that was before the internet. And I actually got into finance. I went into investment banking for a couple of years and ultimately came back to San Francisco. I was in New York for, for with Goldman Sachs doing investment banking, came back to San Francisco, worked for a firm called SPO Partners, where I was really learning how to invest capital into both public and private companies. And I really loved it. But it, it was at that time in 1994, I still remember seeing the internet for the first time when a friend's friend came to my apartment in San Francisco and showed me his computer and how the World Wide Web worked. And it fascinated me. And so I went to business school back at Stanford uh, after that. And I was looking for ways to marry my interest in investing with this burgeoning interest in technology. And that's how I discovered venture capital. And I ended up getting an internship that summer in it and then started working in the field right after business school. So I've been doing it now for over 20 years. Wow, that's so cool. So what are the traits or attributes you think are important to achieve success as a venture capitalist? Hmm, Good question. 
Um, I think that you know one of the things you need to be able to do well as a venture capitalist, you need to be able to balance lots of things. We talked earlier about you know the 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 great number of of things I need to be doing at all times. So balance and being able to manage um, many many open threads at the same time is important. I also think it's it's very important to learn how to sell um, and to you know equip yourself with the right tools so that people are gonna be excited to work with you. If you think about it, at the end of the day, I'm selling money, I'm trying to invest money, and there's, it's a competitive field. I have lots of competition, uh, also smart and, and um, hardworking people that I compete against who have capital as well that are looking for the next great opportunity, the next great uh, founder to invest in. And so what I need to do uh, at GGV and my partners do is we are trying always to put um, as much as we can into the types of things, invest in the types of things that would help companies grow, whether that be recruiting and talent and um, executive development, business development, uh, marketing services. We are always trying to build out the capabilities that we have at our firm, and then we have to be able to effectively communicate with would-be entrepreneurs who might work with us about what we can do to help them. And what I found to be a big uh, um, and important lever in that conversation is the existing entrepreneurs with whom I work. How do they feel about me as a person and as a, as a venture capitalist who sits on their board and about my firm, GDV? The better they feel, the more vocal they'll be with the next entrepreneur that I'm trying to um, convince to take my capital. And those recommendations, those referrals are super, super important. I want to go back to something that you said earlier about um, you talking to lots and lots of companies on a daily basis, but clearly your time is very limited. So when you're looking at these companies, are there any attributes that spark your interest to help you narrow down this portfolio? Uh, that is a great question. It's a question that I get asked a lot. I think some people are very focused on the market that they're investing in. Like, is the market really big? Others focus on, hey, is the technology really cool and advanced and, and further along than anybody else's. I'll tell you, the thing for me, while those are important, the thing for me that's been most important has been the quality of the founding team. The better the founders are, the more able they are to take a small market and make it big, take technology that may not be as advanced as their com competition and find ways to leapfrog the competition. So what I found is look for great entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs that are um, able to see around corners that others can't see around that are three or four moves on the chessboard ahead of everybody else in their market that really understand at an innate level the business that they're in and it's hard for me to be able to tell you what that person or those people look like but I feel like I know it when I see it and when they do I get very very excited. So Glenn with the proliferation of technology how have you seen your job change over time? Hmm, that's that's another good question. You know, if you look at the types of companies I've been investing in, I invest in today, they look nothing like the companies I invested in 20 years ago. Um, they certainly build technology differently, and that changes the types of people that need to get hired and the proportion of you know technologists versus marketing and sales people, for example. Um, and that has really uh, resulted from the fact that computing has changed a, a, a lot. You know, today's computing is all done in the cloud, and uh, the services that we all uh, enjoy and benefit from on our mobile phones or 
through browsers or really delivered through the cloud. So it's a very different world than it used to be. And one of the uh, primary um, ways that it's different as a result of this proliferation of the cloud is the fact that technology is super global these days. And so, you know, the world has gotten much flatter, we like to say, with respect to technology. And so the companies that we invest in are frequently going global much earlier in their life than companies, uh, you know, if I think back a decade or two used to go. And that's why at my firm, we, we've really tried to focus on, at GGV, tried to focus on helping companies go global faster. Um, and if you, if you look at like some of the companies you'd be familiar with, uh, the, you know, certainly like the Facebooks, who owns Instagram, the Googles of the world, these companies are very global and they have been from their earliest days. And that, I think, is testament to the, to the fact that technology, the world is flat and the world's going global. And so the opportunities are bigger, but it also creates challenges for entrepreneurs. And, and we try to help them with those challenges as they grow. So how do you manage your time um, between spending time with companies that are already blooming and also companies that are earlier, um, earlier along? Okay, that's, that's, a, that's a, a tough one. I'd say that um, if you look at the the lifespan, you know, when I invest in a company, um, oftentimes it's pretty early when I invest. Maybe it's five people or 10 people. Um, and, you know, the amount of capital that is being raised is relatively small. Um, and it's at those stages where, you know, founders need help kind of shaping their business model, um, hiring executives. Um, they're probably the first executives that they're bringing on that are outside of the founding group. Um, to help them run key functions in the company, um, and you know, just getting the world to to know about them, right? Get getting some notoriety out there, and so it's pretty hands on at the beginning when companies are young. I'd say as they scale up, the challenges change, um, the problems and and challenges become like more meaningful, but there are probably fewer of them. So you know, as companies get bigger, you know, I, I'm working with some companies now that I invested in when they were five or ten people that are now hundreds of people, and in some cases even thousands of people. And it's at that time where you know it's not like day to day there's a new fire to fight every day at those companies where I, as a board member, am heavily involved. But there are really important structural questions that companies have to get right as they scale, like. You know, what kinds of capital should they raise? Should they entertain acquiring other businesses or being acquired by another business? Should they think about going public? Um, how do you compensate management so that they're totally aligned with shareholders to achieve success? Big questions like that. Great. So, Glenn, what advice do you have for younger folks like me who want to get involved in the technology industry? Yeah, you know, I, I think that the most important thing is developing a love for technology um, and pursuing your passions. So if you're excited about coding, for example, then lean into it and learn as much as you can. And don't worry about where it takes you necessarily. If you're excited about um, like sales or marketing or you like a company a lot and the products that they sell, go try to contact that company and see if you could help them. See if you could intern there. Um, just learn as much as you can. What I found the great thing about Silicon Valley and about technology more generally is doors tend to be open, particularly if you are willing to help. And I think as you're, when you're young, if you show a willingness to, um, to, to kind of use your time and really try to be helpful to a company, then more often than not, you, doors will stay open for you. And if you're creative, you can find a way to, to play a part either as, a, as an intern or a volunteer in some way, or maybe, you know, 
testing out products for a company or giving advice. Um, all these are ways to get to know what people do in technology companies and get to meet people and show people what you're made of. And it's those relationships then that you can you can leverage to get into other opportunities. And as those doors stay open, the, the sky's the limit. Great. So Glenn, on every episode, we do a quick fire round. So I will just ask you a bunch of questions and I want you to respond with the first thing that comes to your head. Are you oh, ready? I'm ready. So our first question is, what's your favorite book that you think would help people like me to understand the technology world? Well, I have a lot of favorite books, but I think a good book to understand technology is a book called The Hard Thing About Hard Things. And it's a book by um, um, Ben Horowitz, who's one of the founders of Andreessen Horowitz. And The Hard Thing About Hard Things is just a really good book. It's about his life as a CEO as a, of, a, of a startup and what happened to the company. Uh, it went through lots of ups and downs and you kind of really learn what it's like to work at a startup through that book. So The Hard Thing About Hard Things. Who is someone that inspires you? Oh, I have lots of people that inspire me. I'd say in the, in the entrepreneur world, I'm going to name someone who's outside of technology, but talking about another good book, somebody who I'm inspired by is a guy named Phil Knight. Phil Knight was the founder of Nike, which is a company that I've admired for many, many years. And he wrote a book called Shoe Dog, which is a wonderful book. It's about his life and the ups and downs of building Nike. It started, you know, it's just him and a crazy idea. He worked with... Um, with uh, his his college coach um, on creating a cr kind of a crazy new shoe for running and it was called the Blue Ribbon Shoe Company and boy I mean he had lots of ups and downs but today it's a you know a, a multi-billion dollar global enterprise and it, it's just a really cool story about tracing the the roots of of Nike and it, it gave, gives, gave me an even deeper appreciation for Phil Knight so I really do admire him. So finally, what's a piece of advice that you would give to yourself um, when you were a teenager? Oh boy, that's a tough one. I'd say looking back, I think a good piece of advice um, would be, to, again, something I mentioned earlier, follow your passions. And if you don't have a passion, just keep trying different things. Um, and don't worry so much about the shape of your career and where it's going at any one time, particularly when you're young. I think if you find things that you're excited about, Pursue them, see where they go, and you know the career doors will kind of open to you as you find things that you love. Because things that you love, you're pretty likely to do well at. And when you do well at things, doors tend to open. And so that that would be my be my advice: find something you're interested in, even if it's not a passion yet. Pursue things that are, are interesting to you and see what becomes a passion. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Glenn. We really appreciated having you. Toby, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Teen Tech Talks. If you like what you heard, please rate and review the podcast to help others find the show. We look forward to providing you with more episodes soon.